Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Live from New York City. (laughs) So this is an interesting show because, first of all, we have this lovely guest, Lizzie, who, again, another wonderful person that comes out of Ultimate Spirit Competition, Christoph Wyman. You have one, two, three, and me, four. And you know what? It means you're odd man out, as it were, Chris. So you're going to be heading to Ultimate Spirit Competition so we can have you as one of the USC members, elite alumni. So um, normally we have a show where we can show off the author's book, and we know that you're going to be doing a wonderful uh, speaking uh, engagement at the event for BLN Live on the 17th of December, and your book will be live, and we'll have all the lovely links. But we can only go so fast, right, Lizzie? Yes, absolutely. But here's the cool thing is – Carissa and JR are products of that speed. And so they're going to share their experience that you'll soon have in April. We're looking at potentially doing 100 authors, 100 books on Times Square. So that'll be the, that'll be taking it up another notch or two. So Michelle, thank you so much for helping create this amazing experience. We are learning every single move we make, how to do it better. But what a, what a massive value. And Chris and JR, of course, are going to be here to kind of acknowledge some of the experience. But what do you think so far about New York? New York, New York, it's a wonderful town. No, I was going through the 15 billion pictures I took from the uh, Jumbotron last night looking for the seed. And I found not the seed. <laughs> I found JR's book. That's funny. Yeah. But no, it it was an incredible experience. And what's so cool about it is how we all come together. Say, I have proof. JR's book was on the big jumbo screen. I was videotaping live on Facebook when Carissa's came up. And that was before I realized that you could take screenshots while I'm taking video. So I missed your screenshot, but I have the video of it. Uh, But we are definitely going to do this again in April. We've got so many people hyped up about being an author and being on that Jumbotron. And they all want to come and be with this event with us and help us with this East Coast tour that we will do in a much warmer climate time period of the United States. And we had uh, Bacalls. We had Bacalls as the warm up before we went to Times Square. I don't think I've seen so many decorations in. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was beautiful. Well, as I told Carissa, I said, Chrissy, remember how much you love Rhode Island with all the Christmas lights? She said, yes. I said, Christmas threw up in here. (laughs) It was the best thing ever. (laughs) And so big shout out to Bacalls for several reasons. One, phenomenal decorations. Two, great atmosphere, great people, phenomenal music. music. The music, the DJ, I I want to write him a thank you letter for making that experience just that much better. Best music I've heard from a DJ in a long, long time. He was cutting and mixing and mashing up stuff that I was just like, this is Dr. O and I were dancing the whole time. 
Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. So by April, um, the seed will have a sequel called the the weed. Yes. Don't you think that's true? In April, you'll have the seed and the weed. I I I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Well, you turn around the seed in about six weeks, if I recall. It was it was quick. It was it was amazing. So why don't you share uh, your experience from the launch in uh, Colorado to Rhode Island? I know you want to talk about the wieners and then New York. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, it's kind of an out of body experience. I don't know that it's it's really hit me yet, having uh, gone through the process so far, and just everything from the support of seeing everyone being with all these amazing authors, having the seed and really seeing it is true. It all starts with a seed pen. <laughs> I do really have a does. photo. I got a photo here. We here. Let me see if I can show you this. I did get a photo. Tilted a little bit. Tilt, tilt. There. Uh, there. 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 Yeah. We got seed up in Times Square. And it was absolutely phenomenal, just the way that everyone came together, all the different authors, everyone being live. And I didn't even have to say much. I was just really I was next to Jr. and he was doing such a good job narrating between him and Michelle on my other side. It was it was phenomenal. But, yeah, this this whole experience has, has been absolutely amazing. Well, if someone didn't know how to do social media live, Facebook live, Emilio, Jose, Jr., um, Obama. It was just so many people share. Oh, Joseph, Joseph James. Oh, Emilio. He was in the yeah. street. Yeah. <laughs> he was committed. It was beautiful. I'll tell you, Emilio had such a, such a beautiful Christmas spirit. He was hugging Santa. I mean, he was making sure everyone knew that yeah. the spirit of Christmas was alive. You know, I had a few people come uh, <laughs> up to me, actually. I had a few people come up to me and, and look at my book just right there in Times Square. People were excited. They wanted to know where, why we were there. There were other people filming us as well. Uh, just wild. Out of this world. Yeah. I, I want to ask, ask one of your favorite experiences. and If we could not include the wieners, I would be happy about that. But one of the, my favorite experiences is when uh, Emilio hugged Santa and you could almost see the emotion from Santa that he was really touched. And yeah, it was just, yeah. it was a moment. Are you, are you really, are you really bringing that story up? <laughs> <laughs> I miss Santa completely. We were over by the, the nuts for nuts cart. Meanwhile, that is where he should be. That is where he should <laughs> be. I was like, I, I'm not going to let this Santa ruin all of our joy and steal that from us. That's what I was thinking the whole time. So. <laughs> and, and yeah, he didn't. Santa got... was not, not a happy camper. He was a bad Santa. Bad Santa. He was a bad Santa. Yes. There's a movie. There's a movie called Bad Santa. He, I, I know. I know. Don't, he's don't do watch sequel. it. <laughs> no, I think I think he's going to do the sequel. I think he wrote the sequel already. Now, so. what I thought was really cool was when my my new book came out, the unapologetic book. Uh, yeah. The artwork by Mary Kay was so. It's a lioness, a painted lioness. People on the streets came up to me and were saying. Is that your book? That is gorgeous. How do I get that? And so I'm like, I got to hurry up and write that. <laughs> Absolutely. It was beautiful. The colors up on the screen. It was powerful. It was amazing. It was stunning. Yeah. So oh. I wrote her and let her know that her book was on time. Her, her cover was on Times Square. She says, it's not my cover. It's your cover. You painted it. It was, it was amazing. Lizzie, I, I can't wait for you to join us. You will be screaming. And it was amazing. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm glad that you guys did it in the cold because I want to do it in the warm. 
Yes. <laughs> well, we, we wanted to get all the bugs out because there's certainly a lot that has to happen. A big uh, shout out to Ed Walker and Janelle Harris. They made this experience possible. It was a lot of work, but we now have learned how to scale it and bring it up to 100. Thanks to our lovely funnel guy, JR, the strategist, the person who monetizes and creates a way for books to actually have traffic and help get their sales well to take this to another level so yeah. chris uh, i you i noticed one time when the the seed came up on the uh the jumbotron someone turned and, and looked at you and who are you like that and you were like i'm the author of the seed and everyone was <laughs> yeah the author seed so that was really cool yeah and then she says we're all authors we're like really yeah <laughs> so yeah. tell the audience i think you're avoiding one of the, your highlight moments so the wieners in Wienerama. Oh I, man, the wieners in Rhode Island. And let me tell you, if you, if you're not going to get a wiener, you got to get the coffee milk. Coffee it's milk. No, coffee. Coffee. It's coffee. It's coffee milk. <laughs> and uh, so the wieners got better as we went through the day. The breakfast wiener was it wasn't very exciting. It it, it <laughs> we thought it was chili, but it was meat sauce on there. And then as as we went through. Where we go next? Olyville at night. Yeah, Olyville. Yeah, Olyville. I don't know if we were just hungry or delirious or what it was, but by the time I bit into that third wiener, third time's a charm for sure. Third. third time's a charm. <laughs> they did not need sauce by the third one. It was life changing. But 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 you have to remember though, when they made you drink the coffee milk. Oh, they watched you drink that coffee milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, I wanted to not acknowledge you for playing big. You you put your book in the trust of us, and mm -hmm. six weeks later, we have a book. Tori, you want to give a shout out to her real quick? Tori, Tori has been following us on social media. She is absolutely amazing. I'm so grateful for her. Her artwork looked beautiful up on the screens. She's yeah. absolutely amazing. Ken, I would do this all over again in a heartbeat. It has been the best experience. Well, I, I wanted to say to you that when authors aren't having impact in their with their book and in the world and not doing a second book, it's because they don't do what you did, which is to actually buy your tickets, get out in the world, show the world that you are ready to not only play big, but to sing along with them or to read along with them in a, in a Southwest terminal and yes. sell another 12 or books. So the last thing I wanted to do was just uh, give you a, a chance to share that experience because that was not foreseen. Right. In the airport. Yes. Um, so I'm standing there having a great conversation, standing between these two really awesome dads. They both had their sandals and their socks on. That's how they identified each other as cool dads. Apparently you wear sandals with socks. Um, so that's a thing. But I'm, I'm chatting with them and, and this gentleman asked me why I'm there. I tell him I'm going on a book tour. He says, let me see the book. Like, come on, come on, get it out. He proceeds to read it to everybody in line. Now we were delayed, so it was the perfect timing. And it was amazing. He, he proceeded to buy a number of copies of the book and then handing them out to people in line. And I've already connected with people through social media who have been gifted the book. I've gotten pictures, video. This man was so amazing. Um, it really started with him there, started with that seed. That was amazing to see. You know his name? You know what? I don't. It's like he was an angel. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. I know we uh, we kept it a nail-biting experience until the very end, but 
how is how is the New York experience? And of course, you just had the Miami experience, and we're continuing to your event. But uh, sh- share with the audience how New York was for you. Well, I, before I dive into New York, I first have to say, you know, my book, The Success Guy Building Your Coaching Empire, I've been working on for about three years. And it wasn't until I actually met you back in May or June and where you actually kicked me in the butt and said, hey, we got to get this going because we have some stuff to do. And uh, and I, I will scream for the rooftops and say that there, I have not found a publisher or a person like you that does what you do. And like you pushed me to get this done. You continue to elevate me, make me look good. And, and just honestly, just it's been the best experience possible. And I can't I don't know anyone that that takes care of their clients better than you. I mean, you you're getting us to Times Square. We're going to be in Library of Congress tomorrow, you know, taking me to Miami, speaking me from speaking about me from the stages of everywhere. It just I don't know. I never felt so valued and appreciated from anyone ever. And uh, you, you definitely made this an amazing experience that. I, truthfully, my, my life has completely changed because of you. And New York is just, you know, one small piece of what's coming. And so so everything that if anyone's even thinking about doing a book or looking for a publisher, hands down, I wouldn't even go to anyone else but you. I mean, you definitely have changed my life in a, in a huge way. And New York, just kind of the environment of the people that you bring together to to just really make it happen. I mean, gosh, there was what four people there that traveled all the way to New York that didn't get approved to get their book on the screen. And yet they were our biggest cheerleaders that speaks volumes for you that they wanted to be there to support everyone that you're, you're helping and being part of. So uh, New York, New York, I feel like is, yes, it was big and it was a, a really amazing experience, but I feel like it's a, it's just a small piece for what's coming. It is. I mean, a lot of times when the book comes out for most authors, that's kind of like we're, we're done. We just need to do a quick launch and, pack her up. And I always tell our authors that that is actually where the race starts. And the race is a very long race. It's not a marathon. It's uh, many, many Ironmen or Iron Women, as it were. But it's cool that Grissa had this to share and you had that to share. And it was such a, a way that shows that everyone has a voice and everyone has something that they experience different that causes the the publishing family of all the authors to work together better. For instance, Dr. Obama. Yeah. I know, I know. He made an impact uh, with you on so on so many uh, levels. He's the keynote speaker at your event, and he's the guy who wrote the Ford. I mean, do you want to share that experience? You know, I met Dr. Obama. It was probably like five years ago on a, a phone conversation. Someone was trying to sell me on some network marketing company, and then they they're like, "Oh, you were in the military. You served with the Marines. You need to talk to." You know, this guy, Obama. And uh, so I met him back then, but that was the only conversation I had with him. And it wasn't until recently, uh, several months ago, where we crossed paths again. And then I was connecting dots. And then come to find out, we started in the same place, same time in Iraq, doing different things at the same exact areas. I was like, oh, yeah, I was here at the same place. We probably crossed paths, like shook hands, said hi and everything. Didn't even know it at that time. And it's just so much synergy and just love and support by him that, I don't know. It's just the community and the environment that's being created by all this and the people that are there. That's everything. That's everything in business. That's if anyone wants to be successful, you have to look at the environment and the people that you're going to be around. And if they're not elevating you and helping you be better, then you got to find a different crowd. And Dr. Baum is a huge piece of that. Yes, he is. He's, 
he traveled all the way from Miami, knowing that his banner was not going to make it, uh, did not did not hit the, the time schedule or whatever they have that allows people like you to get on. So we have him going to be here in April. But what I loved about Dr. Obama is that he visited your restaurant. You uh, have Junior's restaurant. <laughs> And I mean, no, no one knew that I'm a, a billionaire from a from a restaurant called Junior's, right? So we had a lovely pastrami sandwiches, Rubens. But where I'm going with this for Dr. Obama is his grace, yep. his humility, his willingness to offer um, guidance. When we were in Central Park and he said, I want to do a slow-mo with you. And you guys both <laughs> came up and did a high kick. It was probably one of the best ballerina moments I've ever seen. And that that was fun. The crescendo was that you both held the book that you both did together. And he'd read your book several times stating he loved chapter six the most. But what I love the most is he said, you know, you put my name on the front when I write a forward. And the reason I bring this up is we went so fast getting your book done. We've already done two level changes and we're about to do a third level change where his name is on the front. And he will be showing up on Times Square in April because he's the guy that's going to really help promote your book because he's got his heart in it. So I just really appreciate that we keep building a book like it's a statue of David. You know, it comes out maybe not perfect, but man, everyone says this could be better. And I know you've acknowledged a lot of people, which I'm excited about because all those people are now going to see how important they are to you in your life. So Thank you guys for chiming in. Uh, Michelle, anything else you'd like to share or say about the tour or Library of Congress, whatever? Oh, I was just saying that with the whole longevity of, longevity of sharing your book and re-promoting and never really letting it go, Hold My Crown launched in October of last year. It was on the Jumbotron about six to eight months ago, and then it was on again last night. That is how perfect publishing works. It's not a one and done. It's Rinse, repeat. Let's just keep going. Let's keep pushing it. And I just want to let you all know, we've only just begun. The Carpenters. But, and Yeah. But, but keep getting up. Keep fighting with us. Keep running. Keep going. And because Ken and I and Al and the rest of the public publishing team, there's just a handful of us, literally. And so when we partner with authors, we partner with authors. So we're all on this together. So that's what I wanted to say. And well, you bring up you bring up when you say family, one person I did not acknowledge. So first of all, we had Emilio Roman, who owns a publishing company that came to support us. Really uh, big props to him. And he is uh, friends, obviously, with Jose. And we had Dr. Obama flew in. But we had another gentleman, Eric Jones. And Eric Jones, the giant. Lizzie, you will never be safer than in the presence of Eric Jones. He came to Rhode Island and made sure our table, the books, and the ladies, like a hawk, were never, ever out of his eyesight. I took a walk through a book fair, a book fair, the most non-aggressive people in the world, and he walked me through the book fair to keep me safe. And Lizzie, last night when the ladies had to go back to the hotel, he came over to me and says, uh, Ken, I just want to let you know I'm, I, I need to go. Take, I need to take off. Make sure these ladies get uh, to the hotel. Okay, so, that's amazing. He's yeah, also so, yeah, Eric Jones. Uh, I, I actually his his money was no good during the whole experience because I was just so touched by his guardian mentality and personality. 
Well, and just remember, we have so many amazing authors, like Chemensky is amazing with the back yes. and uh, yes. Joseph. And we, we just had so many people here. And we'll see you all again in April. And, and Dr. Vinny. Dr. Vinny. I mean, Dr. he was in New York looking like John Travolta. You couldn't tell the two apart. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Okay. Well, I've got to go because um, I must check out of my room. And yes. I'm pretty sure Carissa's got to be freezing out there. It is anybody cold. else? So David Donaldson. Anybody else you want to give a quick shout out, JR? Anybody else you want to give a quick shout out? We already did Santa. Yeah, I mean, Joseph, J- Joseph James is absolutely That's phenomenal. It. I am so yeah. thankful I got to meet him. So, so many amazing your, people. And he's at your event speaking, and that's a result of obviously Christoph and him. I know Chris is going to miss out on everyone. Chris is going to miss out on you speaking, on Michelle speaking, on Lizzie speaking, Joseph speaking, Dr. Obama speaking. Not on anything. I'm not missing out on anything. <laughs> okay. In other words, he just, he just called you out because you weren't, you're not signed up yet. He just did that on Exactly. <laughs> as, uh, as Ken says, I'm, I'm passive aggressive. <laughs> You are. I'm okay. going to pass up aggressive okay, you maybe. about my ultimate speaker camp. You need to be there. Okay. <laughs> Jose oh, made wow. me when, commit when last night. When is that, Michelle? <laughs> my ultimate speaker camp is January, January 25th. 25th through the 28th. The 28th is filming for my show, Mental Chef. So, yes, the 25th through the 28th. Well, um, Lizzie has been a, a trooper hearing all this stuff. And it's your turn, Lizzie. So all of them are going to sign off. And uh, the cameo took a little bit longer, Lizzie, but you heard the excitement. They're going to share with the world your message. They may not hear it right now, but they're going to share your message later, okay? Lizzie is going to be an absolute rock star. Her book is going to change the world with her message and who she is. I mean, I I don't even know the story yet, and I'm already excited. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, No, correction. It is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. We just haven't <laughs> caught up to it yet. But yeah, I can't wait for the world to hear your story because it is incredible. Okay. Well, and by the way, I do want to acknowledge before you guys sign off. I know you sign off. 10 minutes before the show started, Lizzie, I said, why am I not hearing the voices of these excited people, this excited family? And I called them and here they were for you and for the show that quick. Aww. Literally yeah. minutes beforehand. Yeah. So that's the kind of people you're, you, you're joining the family as, as Michelle is lovingly identify this tribe all right thank you all right you guys have a great day stay safe in new york i'll see you on the train soon michelle all right take care. <laughs> see, see you tomorrow, you see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. happy talking so lizzie since we don't have the book in hand i said i want you to hear what your book is going to be doing when we have it in hand and we are going to have it in hand very soon we have the hyperspeed that jr spoke of that's going to be happening with your book so we want to go into two things with the remaining time we have, your experience with Dose of Hope, and then we're going to start off with what your book's about and learn more about you. Cool? Awesome. So, um, first of all, I guess I got to go backwards a little. Christoph, Ultimate Spirit Competition. I feel like uh, he has been a magnet and almost glue to causing people to step into a higher power after they experience it. So, why don't you share your experience with Ultimate Spirit? Yeah, Ultimate Speaker was, I mean, I joined Ultimate Speaker like two weeks before the event. Hadn't heard of it before. And that's when I heard about it. And I, my decision to do Ultimate Speaker was literally for me to connect and network with other people in the room, because I always knew that I, I need to end up on stages. And that was my decision of doing that was, okay, this is the first step to get me 
to connect with other people that are, you know, speaking and whatever that may look like. I had no clue who the people were that were going to be in that room. I had no clue there was going to be a Ken that is a publisher. And I remember on our first Zoom call, you were speaking and you kind of like looked at me and you're like, does Lizzie have a book? And I was like, not yet. And then we spoke again at the event quite a bit. And I always knew that I was going to do a book at some point. And it was about finding the right publisher and finding the right person that can help me do exactly what you're doing because a book is just a book without the right um, purpose behind it, what God wants to do with it. And then the person that can help excel that to what that purpose is. And that was you. And then I met JR through the event because of Gordon. And that has just been like, I, I literally told JR, I was like, I didn't know there was people like you that existed. And it was the people that I've been wanting to meet in the business world. And so my whole mission and purpose going into Ultimate Speaker was to network and connect with other people in the industry. And I did just that. And it's been like mind blowing to me how amazing that was and what came of it. There was a lot of talent in that room. Yeah. I mean, there was about 20 speakers that I wouldn't want to compete with. Oh, it was it was insane. Yeah, everyone that got on stage, you said, that might win. That person yeah. might win. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah. Any comments you want to make? Well, actually, I want to make one comment about what you said with purpose. I think that your book has purpose and you have purpose without me. I think what I'm helping you with is creating a campaign that allows yeah. your purpose to live and impact people. And it comes down to people playing, like Chris has said, getting the tickets and going out there and taking care of your book like it's a child, taking care of your book so the book can take care of you and take care of others. And it's so simple, but it is a lot of work initially. And so I'm glad you're part of this and that you're coming out to BLN. That's that's a statement itself. Uh, JR said, I just talked to Lizzie. She's going to be one of the speakers. And I know that you're in Phoenix area, right? Yes. That's playing yes. big. That's playing yes. big. Hop on a plane to speak. And we have, I don't know, how many speakers do you think it is? About 20? Um, I'm not even sure. I'm, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, the I first phone call I had with JR, we were, we were going to talk about something else. And then we were talking for about 20 minutes on me. He was asking me questions about me and he was like, all right, well, I need you to come speak at my event. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about what you're going to be speaking about, but uh, I wanted to acknowledge you and also tell you that there's a person that was touched and was on the Jumbotron because of you. And that was Rebecca oh. Hope. Uh, yes. Rebecca Hope's. Um, we altered her, uh, her book cover a little bit. It's going to be altered a little bit more, but um, I don't know if you know this, but when you, nominated recommended her we talked and we didn't know when we were going to meet each other i didn't know when i was going to get a cute smiling shot of her and i i was going to nashville like the next day and i called her and i said where do you live again in nashville right and she goes yeah i said i'm flying in nashville to connect a flight to go wherever i was going colorado or what can you meet me and she did and her husband and her came and we hit it off and it was just that's that's god it really oh, is yeah I so, never have had a, a flight where it stops in Nashville. And I yeah. met her, talked to her one day before. 
it's like a divine orchestrated appointment like it was yes. happened and it was so crazy because she reached out to me literally like the week before and we hadn't talked in months and wow. i had meant to reach out to her because i thought of her when we started working together and then yeah. she reaches out to me and we start talking and i was like oh my gosh you need to talk to ken like because i knew that her second book like i don't even know if it if, is it out yet or not i can't remember but it's been worked on it's been worked on yeah but we want to, we want to republish her first because it gets more continuity yeah. and also um the marketing should be evenly displaced upon all the books so they create a tipping point so we're going to go to break pretty soon and i just want to say wow what a ride huh yes the ride has ride. been like i couldn't even believe it when you were like hey you're speaking at jr's event this changes everything we need to yeah. do this like now and i was like what Okay. <laughs> well, you heard you heard that Jared's book had some things to improve. Most people do when they go through this hyperspeed. And oh, yeah. so we have kind of a get her done and improve and a mastery. And I see your book being a, a hardcover book before this time next year. Amazing. I think it's going to be in November of next year. You're going to have a hardcover book and it's going to be just like what Michelle experienced, which is the evolution of Hold My Crown. Yeah. So we're going to break and I want to say our sponsors. So first of all, um, McCall's, McCall's for hosting us last night. We have, uh, Voice America, Jeff Spinard looking down upon us, giving us the voice to leaders that create community and inspire hope. We have the Keep Smiling Movement and we have Perfect Publishing, the Umbrella Syndicate. And who would you like to identify? Who, what is your company name? My company name is called, is Undiet Yourself. Undiet Yourself is now a sponsor of the show today. Amazing. And how do people reach out to you? They can reach out to me, Lizzie, at undietyourself.live or um, go to my website as well, which is www.undietyourself.live. Those are places that they can reach me. And what were you wearing at the um, uh, at the Ultimate Spirit competition? I was began my talk in my Amish clothes. And I'm going to go to break at that point because why was she wearing Amish clothes on stage at the Ultimate Sphere competition? You're about to find out oh, back in a minute or two. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, with that cameo taking so long, we have a lot to do in the second segment. Do you see my eyes? Can you tell I'm a little tired? You're a little tired. Yes. Yeah, can you hear my voice? Yes. I'm, I'm glad I have a voice. I mean, last night I was saying to people, turn around, turn around. I got to get your photo. And it is so cool that you could have been there if we'd had one more week, right? Yes. Yep. But it, you had to focus on the book right now. And so I think that when you're living your calling, which is that your alignment of not just your purpose, but how you're serving, yes, that clarity becomes really an easy path to yeah. actually know what the next step is. And so when the coach says, all right, get in the game, you jumped. So I am so excited that in really like 10 days, book an end. I think we're actually uh, not going to even ship them to you until after the event, but we're going to ship them right into DC. And so we'll send the next batch over. Um, before we go into the teaser of why you were in Amish clothing, is there anything, anyone you'd like to acknowledge about uh, who you put in the book, who you dedicated the book to? My mom. And what he, I, don't, I don't know if my mom will ever read the book. She may. She may not. If she does, she will learn some things that she never knew about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have nothing but honor and respect and love for my mom. And so, and, and she, and, and my dad too, but he's in heaven. Um, but she, she deserves that. And, and for some people, they, they may think that that relationship is distant and like, we may never talk or anything like that, but that's not the case. And I have nothing but respect and honor and love for my mom. And so her, yes, my mom. Cool. And uh, later in the show is the rapid fire. So when I say, who's your hero, you're probably going to say your mom. So you can pick another hero too. All right. Um, what is the name of your book? What's the title? Escaping My Reflection. And do you have a subtitle? The subtitle is A Pilgrimage from Suppression to Freedom. And obviously, if you had not experienced the life you've experienced, you couldn't have been on stage sharing what that is about. But in that experience and doing the book, what is your goal with the book? My goal with the book is for people that even didn't grow up the way that I did, but have had similar experiences of suppression and being in really dark places and not knowing if that is all there is to their life. And if there's ever a way out, if you feel trapped, that there's always a way out. There's always a way you just have to fight that, but just leaving and escaping wherever, 
whatever condition that you were in doesn't necessarily mean freedom. Because once you leave, you still have to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and who your God is. And freedom doesn't come just from jumping. Freedom comes how your life, what your life is like, and who you meet, and what you create after that. Beautiful. And that is probably one of the biggest reasons that I'm proud that a publishing company can attract someone like you because you care about your story getting out in the world, which is called impact. You care about your story getting out in the world that you're willing to do the thing that scares most people the most, me included, standing in front of an entire audience of strangers and, and being vulnerable. Yeah. Sharing yeah. your life. So are you happy that you had all this happen, that you're where you are? I'm grateful because if I can find gratitude and gratefulness in the things that happened, it allows me to see the purpose that God had with it because there is never not a purpose with it. And if I can see that there is a purpose with it, that purpose can turn into passion and, it, and that passion turns into creativity and that creativity turns into opportunity. So you have to take that and create all of those things and realize your past and what you experience doesn't define who you are, it's what you do with it. And then continually becoming uncomfortable in order to get to the next phase. Yes, Which, there is no right. such thing as staying comfortable if you want to go to the next space. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, we have a lot to cover. I wanted to just do a, the Dose of Hope was one of the experiences that you were able to have a little taste of mm-hmm. us getting a book out and a story out of, there will be 499 other people besides yourself that are mm-hmm. truly amazing people and to potentially 20 million people. So yeah. what was that experience like for you? And one part I want to ask is, what did you learn from that experience? What I learned from that experience, just like writing that chapter, made me realize like me going back there and digging up some of those feelings. And because you really have to mentally like prepare yourself to go back there and like dig up some of those things that you haven't thought about in years and the same thing happened for my book. Like there's stuff in my book that I was like, I had no clue this was going to be in, in there. But like the Lord was like, no, like you, this needs to go in there. And probably the most uncomfortable things are going to be the most impactful. And the dose of hope was just, I mean, I just love everything about what that book is about. It's so incredibly like hold on pain ends to me. Like I, when you told me that I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, that is so crazy and we don't think about that but it does and writing dose of hope was me was literally just me like dipping my toes in the water of this is what what feels like to write and then going back there and experiencing some of those emotions again and having to work through that to write a chapter and um i i just I don't think I can even comprehend right now, like the impact that that book has and what it does for people. But when I explain to people what Dose of Hope is and what the purpose is behind it, they're like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. And so 
I think Joseph Hope is just like, I want to have like a physical book in my hand of it and like read those stories because it literally is getting a dose of hope through other people's stories and messages. Well, for playing big, when you come out, all you need to do is text me so I don't leave my house when I head to the event without your copy. Awesome. Is there, is there, 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 oot in a boot. You can get them on Amazon, of course. You know, you evoke something that I have never shared because it just became a bit of an epiphany. But I think I created Dose of Hope for two reasons. One, I have announced many times, which is that I needed hope and I wanted to cultivate people that bring hope to the world in hopes that it would ignite me to be one of those people as well. So that was the one, the true confession, self-certain, right? The second, it just came up today because of you and also because you acknowledge your mom as your hero and the person you are dedicating the book to. My mom passed without me ever hearing her story, and I wish she had done so because it is a journey. Yes. It's, the, it's a TED Talk of what do you do to create who you are so you can have a gift called a purpose mm-hmm. and see how influential you are to have that purpose make a difference in the world. And so that was just evoked because of you. So thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. So your book, um, without giving everything away, Talk about uh, like two or three of the key points and take your time. I mean, spend two or three minutes, but there are parts of the book that I want you to take a little deeper dive so people understand what you share on stage. Okay. Yes. And yep. then some, some uh, reading your book. Sorry, can you repeat that? It cut out just a tiny bit. Some of the lessons that you hope that they will bring away from the book, that they yes. can apply to their life, whether... They've suffered. Oh, and by the way, just a quick shout out to you. You're also moving directly into next year after this book is printed into an opportunity for a, a compilation, a collaborative book, just like Hold My Crown. And I don't know if we uh, you've come up with a title, but uh, I love the fact that you are serving all these people that need to have a voice and mm-hmm. giving them an opportunity to share their story because every one of them have one thing in common. Yeah, They were held back in their power. And when they took the risk, and became very uncomfortable and had to start all over again. They created the powerful self they could be. Yep, absolutely. So, congratulations on that. So sh- uh, share as you wish who you were on stage and how that's showing up in the book. Yes, so I when I did Ultimate Speaker Competition, um, like I said earlier, I dressed up in Amish clothes and it was very dramatic. <laughs> It was, it, it was much more dramatic than I thought that it would be. And I mean, I'm just going to give myself a pat on the shoulder because I like then took all the clothes off on stage. And that, <laughs> that was um, pretty amazing because you have to dress yourself in straight pins. Uh, and so I'm like taking pins off while I'm on stage to there take. Are photos. There are yes. Photos of yes. And they're, they're amazing. But really where it starts is, well, I grew up Amish in like the most strict order of Amish until I was 19. And without kidding, I was in Ohio, in Ohio. And I um, grew up on a farm with my family. I have 18 siblings, three sets of twins in my family. I'm a twin. Um, But where I grew up, it's extremely strict. Like it's like the strictest order of the Amish and the suppression and the oppression in the community is 
very, very surreal. You don't have much of a voice as a woman. And typically when you see an Amish woman in that specific uh, sect of Amish, they usually are walking with their head down like they won't. Like I had to learn how to like look someone in the eye to talk after I left because that was extremely uncomfortable. Um, But along with that suppression and not being taught how to speak up for yourself and have a have a voice really allowed for a lot of people to take advantage of you and um feeling like you are just trapped there because you don't you don't you're not taught how to fight for yourself and there's a lot of really dark things that go on in the community Oh, just like outside of the community as well. But the difference between when things like sexual assaults and and all of that stuff happen within the Amish community, they they just deal with it within the Amish community. They there's they don't want the outside, you know, law involved in it. And so when that stuff happens, the church like quote unquote deals with it but not in not in the way that they should. So there's people within the community that should be in jail and they're not because the church hides it. And um, so anyway, with that being said, what I when I was writing the book, I realized how far I've come because I realized that when I'm writing this, I'm sitting down and I'm channeling through through God like, He's telling me what to write. This is important. You need to talk about this. And I I realized at that point in time that I was able to go back there. And although it is emotional and it doesn't always feel comfortable and there's things that are very vulnerable that I'm talking about, that I've also healed. I've also healed so much so that 10 years ago, I could have never talked about this in the way that I talk about it today. So it allowed me to see from when I was 19 until now leaving and, and then creating the life that I have now and the amount of healing that I've done. It was astonishing to me because I realized like someone asked me this, how, what was it like going back there and writing all the things that you wrote and be able to like, did you feel like you can't do it? Or what were you feeling after? And I was like, honestly, like, yeah, it it wasn't that great having to like fight through all of the emotions. But when I was done writing it, I was good. Like I didn't have to like try to like have therapy with myself because I realized that I was healed in those areas that I had, I didn't even realize how much healing I had done. And I really- you left at age 19? Yeah, I left at 19. Yeah. What was uh, what was that decision like? I mean, obviously, the straw, right? It was time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, was that, what caused that? Um, lots of things within the church. So this was this decision was sort of like a, an, a thing that was being marinated for a few years. And I started to see what the church, how the church was treating people and how they talked about God and who he was and only Amish people, you know, can go to heaven. And I I started to realize like, this doesn't seem like the God that I want to believe in. Mm. 
And I didn't believe that he would treat people the way that they were treating people. I, I couldn't get in line with it because if I would ask questions about it, it was like, well, that's just the way it's always been. Like, that's what we believe. It's the way it's always been. I don't have another answer for you. And then um, I had this like unsettled spirit all the time where I was always looking. I was always looking to the outside. I was always thinking, what would it be like if I wasn't here? What What is the world like outside of where I am at? Well, it, it sounds like from what you just shared that anyone that is in a, uh, I'll say a situation or an organization or a religious um, tribe that does not make you feel that love is there and that hope is there, that there's probably something wrong. Yes. Yep. Because what, what you described to me is almost slavery. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because there's a, there's a hierarchy that happens between mm -hmm. men and women. Um, but if you really think about it, between like how the how the church treats people and the rules that you have to bite to that they create, that they create to make your life harder. If you really think about it, that kind of is slavery because you have yeah, to. They're incentivizing by fear instead of yes. love. Everything's yes. about fear. Okay, so we have a couple more minutes before we go into rapid fire. So what did it look like when you left? I mean, you, you took out a couple thousand dollars out of your bank and you, you got all your duffel bags and all your uh, pretty dresses together and you got in your nice car. Is that pretty close to what happened? Not even close. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you share. So tell the audience that this is not a little shift and I'm going to get a little uncomfortable. You are. Go for it. Yes, this is not, um, there's no support. If you decide that you're going to leave, you're not going to tell your family that you're leaving because of the fear that they're going to stop you. And there is no, the clothes that, that I'm wearing, I don't want to keep. And I don't have my own money. I did have $20. That was it. So when I left, I had those $20 and the clothes that I was wearing, no social security number, no job none of that stuff. So when I left, I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I was leaving. And so that step leaving was literally me jumping and saying, I will do whatever it takes. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I will go and, and figure this out. And I never looked back because some people leave and they're like, I'll be out. I'll be gone for like six months. And then they go back, but I never did that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the part that gets in 2022 and you'd almost think we we're in 1902 or 1802 mm -hmm. to hear that this exists now, but then we also have, um, all kinds of other barbaric things happening with sexual slavery and et cetera. So, um, I'm very proud that you're here and you're able to help others. So in a minute, share how the book will help those and how that book will reach those that need to read it. Yes, the book is meant to help those that 
are in a situation where they feel like they're trapped and they can't get out. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you are in a specific religious organization or even in a marriage that's abusive, like anything that makes you feel trapped, suppressed, and you feel like you don't have a voice, the purpose of it is to help you understand that you have a decision to make and you can make that decision, put one foot in front of the other and you can leave. You can leave and you cre you can create a brand new life, a completely different life. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but one of the things that you really, really have to do is you have to be open to connecting with other people and creating a new family and allowing people to come into your life to help you. Because I didn't do this without help from other people and, and putting myself out there and allowing other people to speak into my life that were helping me. You have to be careful that people aren't speaking into your life that are only going to take you back. You have to align with the right people to help bring you up. And then understanding that you can be free and you can be healed, just like Dose of Hope. Pain, hold on, pain ends. It can end. You can have freedom and you can get healed. Your past doesn't define what your future is going to be. And a lot of times, we make decisions off of that. I need to cut to a uh, real quick, like real quick question. You're, you're a company, Undot Yourself? Yes. Um, just give like a, a 20 second, what does that do for people? Undiet Yourself is I help women with hormone health and uh, weight loss. And they, um, I come from a background of yo-yo dieting and just very poor health. And so what I do is I, I bring them in and help them, under them understand that they don't have to yo-yo diet. They don't have to diet. It's how do you make a healthy, sustainable lifestyle to heal your body from within. Which is like a second book. Yes. And I see a third book being more like the journal or the pathway or the, the blueprint, as it were, to freedom, mm -hmm. that you actually can check it off, that you're actually making that progress. So for rapid fire, what's a book that changed your life? What's one book that changed my life? Um, the Bible. Okay. Uh, what is a book you give to others? Same? Yes, but also this one. It's called, oh, you can't see it. It's back, called, your face. there you go, Rich. Rich as fuck. Wow. Kind of. So it is, it is. We don't have time to, we're going we're gonna to do the teaser, we'll do the link. What is a, a movie that inspires you? A movie? Oh, I'm not a big movie person. I don't really even know. Okay, what's a quote you live by? Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Amen. And uh, who's someone you'd like to meet? Who's someone that I would like to meet? Um, Ed Milet. Awesome. Well, Lizzie, it is such a pleasure not only having you on the show, but having you part of the tribe, having you as a friend, having you as a client. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks with the, I guess, the way a godfather would feel about handing your legacy to you that day and hearing you speak again you're a phenomenal speaker and what yeah. you came up with to share it was one of the reasons i came to you and i said what you did on stage that has to be beyond the stage and yeah. uh, you you're using your message i think the way god wants you to use it is to save and to bring hope and and have it end yeah the pain ends. the pain ends when you have hope so 
A uh, big shout out to our sponsors, Ample Fluence, Perfect Publishing, the Keep Smiling Movement, Undiet Yourself, because that is our sponsor today. And if you want to come out and see Lizzie Live, the BLN Live is going to be on the 16th in the evening and the 17th the next day. And she will be speaking her heart and so many other people that just have so many valuable messages. So we're excited about having the Amplified family be represented at BLN Live and I get to see you in 10 days, Lizzie. I know. It's so exciting. I can't believe it. And everything that we're doing right now is all yours next year. We're going to do the, the Jumbotron. We're going to do the Library of Congress, everything. So we will have many more experiences for you. So this That's is Kevin Rashawn on Amplified. We amplify leaders that bring hope and inspiration to their community. See you next week. Stay positive, amplified, and keep We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.